All right, Zig coming in on the top ten on the show. We have Alan and Barb Vest of uh, Double V, both singer-songwriters based out of Oklahoma with a composer mind. Alan was in the band Starlight Mints before. I highly recommend you check him out. Double V has a new album out called Treat Her Strangely. Um, we're going to listen to the first track off the new record, When Dawn Comes Tonight. Double V, Treat Her Strangely. Strangely open 
Double V. When Dawn Comes Tonight, the album's Treat Her Strangely, out now on all streaming platforms. Barb and Alan were a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm excited to share it with you. But before we do, if you can like, rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, it helps me keep talking to cool guests and sharing their insight with you. Um, With that being said, before we get into it, this was done over Zoom. So there's some times where it gets a little choppy or uh, some timing issues, which, you know, change the rhythmic structure of the conversation. And uh, right now, you can hear my voice is a little fried, and it was the same within this interview. Um, so I did a pretty good job editing those timing structures out. But, uh, but yeah, it's just something to know. If there's a cadence that sounds weird, that's why. Um, anywho, here's my conversation with Barb and Allen. Awesome, awesome. Well, one thing I wanted to start off with was, um, so Matador Bell was on the first record for uh, um, Starlight Mints. What brought it yeah. back for a for a double V? I I think, well, I mean, it's a different version, first of all. Yeah, very um, much. Um, it's I kind of we kind of felt like it was a like the on the Mint's record it was like a demo, you know, because it really was. I mean, the sense of I had done it on the four track, and then um, we went to the studio as a band and just kind of knocked it out, you know, and and. I never really thought about like, well, it's just this short little piece, short and sweet and nice, whatever. But uh, and then we just got to thinking, why don't we just why don't we try to add a, a chorus and a pre-chorus? And it just sort of kind of blossomed from there. It's really Barb's idea. It's cool. Like, yeah. So, well, it's interesting. So kind of, Sorry. Keep it's kind of a pop song already. You know, it's got this kind of pop sort of sensibility to it. And and then uh, we just kind of took it a little a little further. It's a, it's interesting. Double V compared to Mints is like there's like this. I, I don't know if it's a taste or if it's a fine development of like production, because like the Mints have kind of like a more punky edge in certain situations than Double V. Yep. But like um, so kind of diving in, let's kind of jump into uh, to where music became your mode of expression. So um, let's start with you, Alan. When it came my mode yeah. of expression? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um. I mean, really just, I mean, in my, you know, like whenever I was like 20, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I, I didn't like grow up thinking I was going to be like a musician or ever, you know, do anything professional or, you know, I just, it, I got the bug, you know, and uh, it was more or less just, you know, getting recording equipment, even like even a simple tape machine. To record yourself I, I never sang in high school I never was thought I w- would be a singer it was just sort of this and I was in a, I was in bands before I sang and then I just I started recording myself and saying well I can do this maybe you know it was very like late bloomer uh uh so it, just, it sort of just sort of took off from there and got a four track and uh continue on got an eight track you know sort of built up built up things and I, I guess i'm kind of an a, an arranger you know at heart you know yeah so vocals are sort of secondary to that as Inter- well well and vocals are vocals are hard because i i came from yeah. the, the yeah. guitar background and it's kind of like okay i'm doing this thing and every time i push that thing and do this thing that sounds like that usually unless there's yeah. some yeah. disconnect 
but with vocals, it's a feel thing, and it's a completely yeah. recording yourself is so prominent to even understand what you're doing. You know, even if you're saying yeah. something, it feels great. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it could sound awful. Like, you're singing yeah, like this I, or whatever. But yeah, but I mean, that's where I that's where great ideas come from. Sometimes it's like you're yeah. you know you have a guitar, you start humming something, you start babbling something. Doesn't matter what you say. Um, you can c go back later and edit it and kind of find words or whatever, you know. Yeah. I think back when I started writing songs, I would just I would literally write words down that I liked, you know, and just it was like scrambled, you know, words mm. and then find, you know, I'd, I'd write so like multiple songs with the same words in them and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that's how I started. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. No, that's cool. Rhyming because... dictionaries and stuff like that. Yeah. We use rhyming dictionaries still, actually. So I got one but, lane right but, here. I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Was it because um, that's always fascinating to me? Is because it seems like such a hard, a, a hard thing to get into, right? There's all this mystique around like, um, yeah. creating and like it definitely with the songwriter aspect. Like there's books on books and there's methods and this, everyone has their own thing. But it kind of, it kind of is all around that capturing a moment or or trying to make a moment. Oh yeah, something. for sure, for sure. I mean, there's like songs that have taken like our songs, like uh, off of our EP, one of our songs took us so long to like finish it. We had the music, we had the vibe, but vocally it just took so long. And there's songs like I remember from the very, very past, like the very first Starlight Mint song, Submarine Number 3, I wrote it in like two minutes. You know, <laughs> it was just like, you know, there's it's just it's so weird how how it works. Our last song that we worked on on this a newest double V album, uh, treat, uh, treated strangely, uh, questions closed. We wrote that pretty quickly. And for us, it was like a miracle. It was kind of like, we just, it was a fantastic little voyage. Well, Barb, let's, uh, when did music become your mode of expression? Pre-birth really. Yeah. I've been, <laughs> grew up in a musical family. So I've been hearing music since, you know, I don't know when, but, um, my mother's mother, my grandmother, was a composer and playwright and Whoa, would cool. write, write songs and record herself on a little tape player on her piano and you know, send us cassette tapes. And um, my mother also plays and sings, and my sister and nieces. So, I mean, just as children, we would gather around the piano and sing musicals and that kind of thing and uh, played piano, started taking lessons when I was probably six years old or so. So, yeah, it's always kind of been part of my fabric but as far as songwriting and all of that that really didn't begin till with alan i mean i wrote you know little ditties but nothing you know but your your poems and stuff like that right i was more of a and, yeah, yeah fiction and writing and that kind of thing so well it's, it's yeah, we complement each other really well that well definitely um but like with it's interesting like coming from that kind of background of like with it being so involved and like, like this, so your grandmother was a, she was a playwright and would write mm -hmm. music, which they, was it two and separate things or did she like write like musical-esque scores and, and, and both she wrote, yeah. yeah, she wrote a whole like musical essentially of Judge Roy Bean. And, um, <laughs> I know it's so, it's so hard. Sorry. It's so hard. Like, because we, we, we just started doing the microphone thing, by the way. Zoom, I appreciate you we, doing that. Like, yeah. this is, I, I got off the, I just did an interview with a metal band from India and, uh, they, they had some great oh, cool. stuff to say, but there was just like, it was all phones. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's gonna be a lot of editing on my end to try to make it clear. Um, we just we just <laughs> had this. We we just made this uh, a couple of days ago. We, I don't know why we hadn't thought of it before, but we just put a couple of mics and had this focus right uh, uh, thing and and a mixer and stuff. So we just. I mean, we have our studio behind right, us, you right. know. So, but, but, we, but, but I don't have a like I don't have a camera on my on my Mac Pro. Yeah. So we're using this laptop here. So that's all. Good. Anyway, anyway, blah 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 blah. I appreciate it. I'll be inside. <laughs> Our pleasure. We'll try to speak directly into the mic. <laughs> yeah, but her grandma. Yeah, like she like we like when we when we first met, like we um we took a bunch of these old cassette tapes that her grandma had, you know, because her grandma would put a cassette recorder on top of the piano, right? Piano bench. Piano bench. And like, you know, just record and record and record and have all these great, wonderful songs. And uh, one of the first things we did was we we took it all to digital and then Very we started cool. adding things on top of it. You know, yeah. just like well, we took one song in oh, particular, song in particular and yeah. orchestrated it out and had me do backing harmonies with my grandmother who passed away in her early mid 50s from a heart attack. In the 80s mm. or 90s or something. Like, yeah. Um, um, but it was a surprise. It was a gift for my mother. We just you know, brought it over, put headphones on her and said, hey, listen to this. You know, That's cool. she realizes this is one of her mother's old songs with her daughter harmonizing and singing along. And Ellen yeah, we added like guitar some and bass and guitar and cello and stuff. Wish she could have heard it herself. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, well, so that was that like your, your guys's kind of first music endeavor. Kind of. Yeah. Probably that. Kinda, yeah. 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 And then we did a little christmas yeah we holiday done, cover yeah. song yeah we've done we, we did um, a lot of then, things before we actually kind of committed to the to the band yeah we actually uh the hit single slumber party <laughs> with our nieces they were like eight and eleven like or eight something and 10, that's yeah. awesome i bet they yeah had... it's, <laughs> it's so great cool. yeah <laughs> it's 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 interesting because like with something like that where it's endearing and it's kind of not about like it's not about how well it turns out like well, at least with the, yeah. the 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 song with the nieces, like um, it's more about having fun and showing how fun that process is to the younger generation. Totally. You know, totally. Um, yeah, that it lowers the bar. Like so, when doing that, you can kind of see these strengths someone possesses or or, or just put, uh, with their character within doing a thing. Like I see that a lot with like teaching and watching certain people teach different subjects. Like oh. Um, how how they ask questions in science is really engaging. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's a weird example, mm -hmm. but, like, b there is no bar to, like, it has to be this answer, it has to be this thing. So doing, going through pro little projects like that, were some of the kind of, like, things that made it clear that, oh, we can probably actually do something serious together with this? Well, I mean, I, I think we already had, like, a lot of production, you know, like, I mean... Like with the men's stuff, it was always kind of like, it was always kind of like me doing all the production, you know. So okay. I got, I got, you know, we had a studio already. I mean, it came, you know, I, I, uh, when I moved in with Barb, um, we made a studio room, you know, yeah. off the bat, and uh, so we we were kind of already there, um, because I I kind of have had a studio room for, you know. 18 years you know, it's, kind of thing yeah, so i just sure. you know so we already had it you know the, the production you know place to do things here and uh yeah 
So like Does that answering questions. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Because it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like your living quarters, you live in it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's the studio room and probably the bedroom at one point. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was a guest that's what we're in right, right now. Yeah. Yeah. 12 and a half years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, like with uh, like learning to like, uh, do song production and audio production, you worked with, a uh, Dave Sardi. Yeah. Dave Sardi. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was like my first pro tools experience. Okay. Um, so like, I had, it was all tape machines before that cassette tape, you know, um, and I went to New York, uh, and well, Dave Sardi actually, I mean, we, the band kind of broke up, Starlight Mints, because we okay, were, this post. Got it. our manager was trying to get us signed to like major labels and it just, it wasn't working out, you know, it was just, and, and it, a lot of we had a lot of members at one time we had like a seven piece band with a like you know a cello player a violin player and so it was pretty chaotic um and then dave i met dave we played a show in new york uh at a place called brownies which no longer exists but it was kind of a kind of a big deal at the time um uh and atlantic records had you know we had a supposedly uh yeah we were playing for the president of atlantic records and i don't think it worked out very well but dave sardi happened to be there and he uh we him and i stayed in contact and we he uh he put out a label and then was like hey you want to be on the label uh and kind of convinced me to just take all the demos that we had made on two inch tape to New York and uh, making a record. So that's how it all started. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sick. Okay. So like, okay. So because like going from like tape, like I when yeah. I first started like tracking stuff, I had a little four track, you know, it's yeah. such a like, it's, it's very like, I move this, I push that button. Somehow that triggers that thing to work. Like it's very tactile and like going into the digital yeah. sphere of stuff is like, there's so many more options and so much more stuff you can do. It's like, it's a huge learning curve. So yeah, I've lived through both those things, you know, like, <laughs> like intensively, you know, yeah. it's like, cause I would go from, you know, four track or eight track cassette, um, to the studio which was 24 track tape two inch tape you know yeah and then then you know computers happened you know and it was really kind of immediate it was like a you know year 2002 or 2000 you know uh i got a i got a mac like g4 or something huh. was my first computer i think yeah and uh everything changed you know it was yeah. just like wow everything i could just you know, multi-track, and we had I had the program called Reason, which okay. you know was like a sample yep. program, and uh, I still have we still use Reason a little bit here and there. Barb uses it for her, like your keyboard live stuff. So <laughs> nice. Was well, yeah, I love when people say they use Logic and Reason. I'm like, that's a great two things to use. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay, very, so like, kind of like backtrack in in. I guess in the, so even just seeing things as being like kind of orchestrated in a certain way when you started the uh, the mints like being a seven piece band there's a lot of moving parts or getting to a seven piece band 
the you know that like it's hard enough to get yeah. two people to agree to to a time yeah, and place yeah. to meet you know what i mean like i have a band yeah. that's three people and i, I get it and there's that's more than yeah enough. but like um so like when when like kind of diving into like the self-exploration with recording and like seeing that like you can orchestrate and kind of build off things it's kind of what it sounds like like even just with singing like you kind of hear like oh there's a a nugget there if i keep working on it i can i can actually hit yeah. the note you know yeah. um so when you got to the band like well, well like at least starlight like how did like that skill kind of flourish in a live setting would it become more clear that orchestration was well yeah i mean really... I, I would write this i mean I'm, I'm a cello player as well um, okay is that your main and be, i started off like actually in viola so i have a little background on on when i was a kid Okay. Um, and I didn't. I I I quit probably when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Um, maybe sixteen actually. Cello. Um, and then I didn't own a cello, and then I picked it back up once I started getting into songwriting. So anyway, I have a sort of a back a background with writing string parts with the, like that. But I was mm-hmm. wasn't very good. You know, yeah. I never I didn't practice all the time. I was just like, oh yeah, you know, uh, it'll be like this. But then we had a cello player. Uh, Mary Beth and James was our uh, violinist at the time. Um, they were they were you know really good at what they did, so they would be like perfecting you know what I was writing. So, um, anyway, so okay, so like <laughs> it's kind of like having the knack for it with that, and they can like expand upon it. Yeah, yeah, and and it's still that's what we do we're doing today, as yeah. as opposed to like I don't really I actually played cello on this this record a little bit. Um, but we have a lot of programs, you know, like these, these uh, virtual instruments. Right, right. Um, we'll start the process on, and it, sometimes even use, you know. Um, and then we'll you know, hire people to play, you know. Yeah, we hired three musicians. Yeah. For this album. Yeah, that's so. that's that's super. That's what's super rad about like patches and stuff. For the most part, they sound really good. You know, you can. You yeah, can, they sound really good. Like we've they, got some really nice. We've invested a lot of money into these plugins, you know, plug in. Yeah. These VS, you know, these uh, virtual instruments and stuff, but it's nothing like the real thing, you know, for sure. For sure. There's definitely some you can get, you can't get away with, but like, it's cool to kind of give you a sense of what you're expecting. Yeah. Like, like we do drums, like we do drums, like where for this record, we did drums to where we used to, Oh, uh, you know, some virtual drum machines like BFD and uh, addictive drums, um, like, you know, snare kicks, toms, and then, you know, initially hi-hats and, and cymbals, but then we would replace like the hi-hats and the cymbals with the real, you know, here in the studio. And then eventually when we went to go mix them, we would replace them at at Wes's, which we, which where we mix down at, um, so it's it's a weird process. Uh, we didn't, uh, we, we're not doing real drums. I don't I don't remember the last time we really have done real real drums. You know, mm. the drums um, sound except, really good. Except for except for you know sometimes trying to mix them together like real drums. I mean, which 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 using cymbals is make, trying that, but sometimes if you get drums in a good room and then you mix that with sample drums it can be a cool thing definitely yeah we, we haven't done that in a while it's uh, drums being the hardest thing that sonically kind of capture because there's so much 
that needs to be isolated, and they're all put yeah. right next to each other. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah. We and we don't have the. I mean, we we do most of the music in this room here, which is a small room. Yeah, it's dead. We got we have bass traps everywhere, so it's like very dead, you know. And then we'll just kind of bring it to life in in the studio, uh, at our mixing mixing mastering guy, Wes Sharon. 115 recording in Norman, Oklahoma. Very nice. We've worked with him on all three yeah. releases. Shout yeah. out, Wes. Can you tell yes. that Barb has a, a radio background by yeah. her voice? Yeah, I was I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna get into that, but um yeah. so well actually well yeah, because with filmscapes, right? Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so so your family was musical, right? And like mm-hmm. you grew up and so it sounds like appreciation for the arts has already been there. Where, oh, yeah. where did, and like if your grandmother was writing um, plays and like, so did film come to you through this or was there a, another member of your family that influenced you to like film or was this the opportunity that presented? It's just a natural thing. I'm, I've always yeah. been drawn to films and music and yeah, one of my first cassette tapes was, I guess, well, the Annie soundtrack first, <laughs> but then uh, Danny Elfman, Beetlejuice. Yeah, I went to see that movie in the theater a million times just to listen to his soundtrack. And so for, you know, years later to end up using a little bit of his main title as my theme music for Filmscapes. And you got to interview him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got to interview him on the phone. And yeah. Was How was he? Really exciting. Yeah, yeah, very nice. I was, you know, a little nervous and he's wonderful. So yeah, it was really, really thrilling to talk to him. Yeah, he's but, definitely like a hero to both of them. And to both of us i love him mm-hmm. that's so cool so like well when, when did you go to school for radio or did this present itself like i did i mean yeah. it was always okay. kind of a dream from when i was younger that you know i wanted to just own my own radio station and play a lot of cool music and you know you kind of get older and realize that's a pipe dream and too expensive and discovered public radio well, then... now you have podcast <laughs> yeah right, right now, yeah, you know, now you anybody can, can you can do it yeah. <laughs> she's in a band now yeah <laughs> too bad i'm just kidding <laughs> no, I mean, I just, uh, yeah, I did go to school for broadcast journalism and was kind of much the last class that got to actually cut reel-to-reel tape with a razor blade because oh, we're just all kind of phasing yeah. that out. So I was the last to get to edit things that way. That's crazy. Um, that is. But then got a cool. job at a classical music station kind of straight out of college. And then after a few years of that, started Filmscapes, the show, and then Filmscapes Intermission, which was a daily five-minute little kind of nugget you know, with a weekly theme you know music from tim burton films or golden cinema you know that kind of thing it's Very weird cool. because we have we we met in 2010 and i remember hearing her whoa in like 2001 yeah like and, and seeing this show called filmscape i was like there's a movie music show on the, the radio uh and and so like we yeah, we have all these weird things. That... Yeah, it was years later that I was kind of pointed and she out. She never heard that's... the Mints until 2009 at live. Yeah, right. I yeah, I had never. I just missed she knew them the somehow. name. Yeah. She knew the name. I, I was aware of them and aware of who he was, and saw them play at the Norman um, Music Festival. Yeah, we had Lyman Festival that year. Yeah, and that was yeah bizarre because it's a huge crowd, and I ended up being just let into the photographer pit. So I've got pictures of Alan and uh, on stage, you know, like here's my future husband. You know, did not know that at the time. 
never but heard the music pretty before. cool that yeah. yeah then i was introduced to him and i felt you know a little awkward you know a few months later i guess march the next year and it's like oh gosh i need to listen to his music and well that's so i did and it was great so that was a relief <laughs> that's amazing well yeah it's always a relief because it's good you're like <laughs> yeah am i gonna have to fake it well this is great <laughs> yeah we met and we literally like went to like i had i i was temporarily living in oklahoma city here and had a little studio i was working with the band and uh i played her this like kind of rare more coney track called uh the sicilian clan and just to so you know it was it was just, amazing you know yeah. i've never had anyone even know who Morricone was, much less play him for me. So, and then later that song ended up being our procession music for oh, our that's wedding. That's awesome. Nice. That's so cool. Was well, <laughs> it? It's it's interesting. Both kind of like so coming into appreciation for music that is within film to like like the it, it, because music in film has a very specific kind of film being like so many facets of like sensorial right. perception right like music has a really enhancing property within it so like mm -hmm. the type in the type of music you're going to hear within it it's going to be different than the music that can kind of hold off on its own you know not that you know a, a song couldn't be put into a film but a lot of right. times scores are written in a different way and written to uh emote different things so when you mm -hmm. listen to that by itself you're listening with like a kind of a visual thing in mind without seeing it you know so like it takes a very like orchestrated like kind of like perception of that and that's interesting that you guys both appreciate and like have found yourselves within that that's super rad <laughs> like yeah very cool oh yeah um i've um, a buddy of mine a good good friend he started making films and like and so now I'm, I'm hearing all like music approached in a different way and like even film i'm like diving pretty pretty heavy in the history of film just hanging out you know when you hang out with friends that get into their things and like you it's the, that's the best thing about having friends into things is you learn about those things if they're the right type of friend or um yeah. so like so you found like because that's a really specific niche to do on a radio show and like and you pitched that you came up with it mm -hmm. yeah i just that's so cool said to our uh program director at the time i was like well why don't we have a movie music program and he said, well why don't you do one <laughs> okay it's cool thanks. so just uh -huh. did it that's awesome. That's all. I've been really getting into Mark Cousins. Are you hip to him? The he's a film no. critic, and like oh. uh, he did the story of film. It's like this fifteen docu fifteen hour documentary on like the history of film. Where do you where cool. do you find that at? Um, I I think it's on Hulu. Is it on streaming? Sure. Yeah, it's on okay, Hulu. Hulu. It's on a Canopy. Um, that's where I. What? It's just like a, through the libraries, and I'm sure. What's the guy's name again? Sorry, Mark, I'm gonna write this down. Mark Cousins. I've been going back and forth trying to talk with him, but he's making making films right now. <laughs> yeah. But cool. anywho, that's so that that's super rad, and uh, like because so much of like that like so much of f how films expressed and how music is very similar. So like, anywho, so you guys found this the found each other through this and like <laughs> found this love through uh, appreciation of music in that sense. So when it came mm -hmm. to For like sure. working on your grandmother's song like how like i i mean one that had to be like a, a tear jerking process to like hear hear this song and be able to expand it but like mm -hmm. and, but both having the kind of mind and like insight for that did like so like w within that process for that song like 
I, I guess I want to say, what, what strengths did you not know each other had during actually doing it until working on this thing together? Like, as far as, like, did you notice something Barb heard that you didn't, or, or Alan, something you typically go for, and she was like, oh, that was cool, or, I, I don't, I, you know what I mean? Because I've never hung mm. out with, like, composers in this sense. Like, uh-huh. I don't, I, like, don't know how well, that's been a while since, you know, this has really been, like, 12 years since we did that okay. song, so I can't really specifically remember, but, I mean, it was, it was amazing, yeah, and very emotional and sentimental, and. And for yeah. me, it was just getting to know her grandma through tapes because, mm. you know, she had, you know, I mean, and, and also we've digitized like a bunch of like uh, she would she would uh, talk to Barb and her sister through tapes. Like she would say, hey, this is uh, hi, Barb and Amy. You know, yeah. this is, you know, yeah. what's how you guys been doing? I've been doing this, knowing this. So I got to know her, you know, you know, yeah, we have a few kind of cassette tape letters you know to my mom and other family yeah. members that she would just kind of sit down and chat so to me it was just this amazing I, I got to know this deceased amazing woman you know um that you know just through tapes you know That's and beautiful. also getting to like you know digitize them you know right. yeah that was a little nerve-wracking because they're all you know kind of rickety old tapes like, yeah don't break yeah, but I wish we could play. I mean, we we yeah. probably could, but it would take a lot, a lot of time. Um, so I, I had a notification that said in ten minutes it's going to close this one out. So when that happens, I'm going to send you another email, Barb. Oh. And we'll okay. Con- okay. Continue. Um, this great. is other thing I hate about Zoom. Um, <laughs> yeah, one hour at a time. Yeah, well, it's, I don't even think it was thirty um, minutes. Or yeah, 30 yeah. Minutes. Um, yeah. Anywho, um, so kind of okay. So like when it came time for double V. Like, um, Alan, I know some of your music's been used in, like, uh, Disney productions. Did uh, A little bit, yeah. I did a couple, I, I did a couple things for, for them. Um, good times. There was a, was it, like, so, two questions on that. Composing for that audience, was that a big shift mentally, like, in how, how to address, um, I guess, what the material was? Or was that just kind of common practice? And... Two was like a. There's a song that keeps coming up called Double V on some program. On oh program. right, 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 right. We're aware, we're aware of that. Okay, no. okay. So that no, wasn't no, no, you no. guys. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's. A, that was a real shocker. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. It was called Double V that aren't. And not, they, uh, he, well, no, well, he's talking about that song Double V. Remember? It's like a little oh, vampire the, girl. It, yeah. Oh, the little yeah, the vampires. Yeah, that. <laughs> we were actually kind of like. Didn't know how to react, and we still don't know how to react. I mean, because it's but you we know were, we were double leavers. We actually <laughs> they around that before that time we we were asked to try out a theme song for a certain uh, Disney kids TV cartoon show about out set in outer space and stuff. Um, and the 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 creator of the show was a fan, a big. Starlight Mints fan, nice. and and uh, they wanted ours to be chosen, but the big group ended up choosing going a different uh, way. Yeah, so, so kind of near miss there. We have a but. we have a, a relationship with Disney for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's the that's the battle you want to go against. They, I think they got a lot of money <laughs> for taking that name, they, but yeah, it only comes up when I would look up for like specific because yeah. I, I wanted to hear like what year because I went through the whole catalog of a. Uh, of Starlight Mints and like 
in double V before before today to kind of gauge yeah. you know the difference in how stuff has grown and like was trying to find some of those uh, examples of stuff but um so so the guy was a fan of you guys so he was asking you guys to do you so that's easy that's easier yes yeah, she actually oh yeah. she she okay mm-hmm. yeah um um yeah so i mean it, i you know in hindsight i think that we you know if we would have been a little bit more cartoony we probably would have gotten a job like a little bit more like yeah you know <laughs> typical sort of you know but but I, I did a couple shorts uh for disney um one got published and the one got the plug got pulled which was amazing the the second one i did um uh i got paid so, Sick. Panned out. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was like one of those things where it, something didn't work out. Uh, the yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, and there's been several other mint songs placed in TV shows, right? Yeah, right. Movies. we had a, we had a one in a BBC show called Demons. Uh, we had a, the uh, theme, song. theme song for that's pretty. That sweet. was kind of a big deal. Eyes of the Night was the name of the song. Yeah, it's interesting. And, with- uh, um, with the mints, the kind of, I mean, let's see, I don't know how, when I'm going to drop. Um, oh, same right, right. Thing. Um, but it's interesting, like, the per, like the band itself sounds like, at first, very kind of like punk and put together in a way there's a lot of high energy, but that last record, there seems to be like a lot of like digital and like electronic instruments kind of added to it. And like, I'm trying to think, like I think of the song Natural, yeah in like yeah. that that one really stands the stands like as a different approach to like a band totally and, and it was meant to be yeah at the time i i I was writing that i to me that song was gonna be like a gap commercial okay <laughs> i was like i don't know why i was like i'm a natural slack so i was like thinking <laughs> it's gonna be slacks you know and it, it was totally in my mind that it was gonna be like this like someone was gonna pick it up or something <laughs> uh it's, it's, it's so funny song. to talk about yeah i love that song i love, I love that. that song like i, I was I, I don't going through the mints i was like oh this is sweet this is cool and i'm like wait what that's cool so too. different like, yeah yeah but it's, it's a lot different than the other stuff yeah so like with the writing process with that did it kind of all was it a group effort or did it kind of fall on like did you kind of like lead whatever to the group and then they kind of expanded upon it um like that song I mean, I pretty much did most of everything on that song. Okay. Honestly, I mean, a lot of that record, I... Well, in general. In yeah, general, yeah, in general. I mean, I guess yeah, so. yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, we, you know... In general, you wrote 90% of the music. Yeah, I... I, I yeah, not that... It was that... more of a... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not yeah, to be so like... Uh, not to be like, you are the guy who made that band. <laughs> not, not to like put that out there, but just like to see kind of like the process of it because there's always somebody... Yeah or uh, two people that bring like a chunk to the group and they yeah. hash it out. Like It was uh, more like, you know, with, with that, like with that type, type of song, it's more like I say, Hey, I'm working on this song band. Do you like it? And they'd be like, cool. That sounds cool. You know? Yeah. And then like, do you have any ideas? And it's like, okay, maybe there was an idea here or there, you know? Um, and you just kind of plug away at it, you know? Cause it takes a and kind becomes- of a spearhead to get the group to, to do stuff <laughs> at least that's what i've noticed <laughs> yeah um and like uh because through the through line through the mints is like i've just every song is really well like every sound or every effect or every 
outside instrument that adds to a part or takes away or directs or builds off a chorus or makes a verse highlighted. I'm like, this is really, really well thought out. And that's a through line between the mints and double V. So like in it in it's with the mints with like each record that gets more precise and more precise and I think like like uh, Amanda Dorbell um being like from that first record and now like it's just like the perfect like yin and yang of where you were and where you're at like and yeah, it's so polished sure. and so interesting to see so that's why I like I wanted to start off by asking what that by asking about that and like mm-hmm. That, and I think the highlight of what, I mean, like, with Mints and with what V does is, like, such a different, like, it's, like, a different approach to it. Um, did you guys... Well, I, I like the fact that you just went from Mints to V. Like, you, you, you <laughs> came up with the new short version of Double V, which is cool. You're like, V. <laughs> <laughs> Cut out the double. I never heard that. We never heard that before. So. <laughs> That's cool. But um, But, like, with the... Like there's definitely a stylistic thing that it resonates through, which is you, but also there's something that is uniquely different. And was that like I imagine it's just the melding of you two together? Yeah, yeah influences. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, Barb, Barb and I have we you know different we communicate. Background. I mean, way I mean better than I've ever communicated with anybody before. Yeah, know, that's with, huge with writing music. Yeah, so I mean. And that, I mean, that's a great thing. Definitely, because a lot of most problems are that just that miscommunication. <laughs> it's like, I don't get what you Absolutely. mean. Absolutely. Or, or yeah. I can't see what you're going for. So, like, but yeah. also, also was that, like, kind of, like, so I know, uh, like, Jack the Rider, that was a concept, a concept record, and it kind of had, like, this, this vibe to it with, like, a time frame and everything. So with this newest record, t- treat her strangely. I can't. My words are getting tied now. Uh, treat her strangely. Strangely. Blah. Um, was <laughs> that like building off of what you did before, like enjoying some of those kind of like soundscapes you made? Because they they kind of resonate within this record, but not a hundred percent. It's like there's flavors of both. Yeah, I think it's a progression. I mean, as we learn more and keep building our, you know, sample libraries and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, we a lot of the songs were kind of handpicked. Um, we probably had like thirty songs. Oh yeah. Or so, to start, and then we sort of deduced, and then we built the last song. Uh, uh, Barb kind of wrote it mainly. I mean, we uh, questions, questions closed. closed. Um, we kind of <laughs> built that from the ground up. Um, w- which the other songs were kind of we already had the ideas, you know, down mid explanation another well question yeah i was next chalk it up you know great answer yeah that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was so compelling alan wow i've got a way with worms mm-hmm. yeah worms mm-hmm. um but anywho um like with, one thing i noticed with this record and especially with the guitar approach was it really it really made me think of like um pixies in a way like treat or strange yeah there's a little sorry keep, keep going with that <laughs> There's a, in the first song, I think there's a little treat or the uh, what's the first song called? Uh, when Dawn Comes Tonight, yeah, Dawn Comes Tonight. <laughs> there's little pixies in that, yeah. We're both pixies fans. That was one of the first shows we went to, went to yeah. a little road trip. Out nice there. with Kim. Kim was still playing. Nice, where was yeah. that at? In Memphis at the Orpheum, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, it was cool because our hotel room. 
our hotel was just down the street, so we got to walk to the show. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> First time I've actually opened up for Frank. Solo. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. In Portland. Yeah. Uh, and got to hang out with David, the drummer. Yeah. For P- original Pixies or Pixies drummer David. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was uh, doing like some like science thing. He was like the middle band, but it was he was doing these science experiments, like you know. He, uh, and so it was like us, and then David doing the science experiments, and then Frank. I think it was just Frank Black. I don't think he was like Catholics or anything like that. It was just Frank Black solo with a band, you know. Yeah. Didn't get to meet him though. Ah, oh, I was so. gonna say, was he cool? That that be he was he's intimidating man he's intimidating so like the backstage was, it was a, at a theater so the backstages were like separated so mm-hmm. we didn't get to mingle bummer but yeah he but, seems like the the pixies they get they go on they're like hi and like that, that's and it. then boom yeah. yeah 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 except for when Kim's in the band Kim like she talks yeah she's the talker she's like the like keeps everything flowing and like, Hey, how are you guys doing? You know, just very, <laughs> so it was really cool to see them. So cool. Yeah. I saw them right after when, uh, whoever replaced Kim. Um, yeah. What's band. her name? Yeah. She did good. It was, it was yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It yeah. Was, you know, but, um, but I did, she didn't, she didn't pipe up at all, you know, like, yeah. But yeah. That they kind of seem, I saw them the last time I saw them was at the Gore in Cleveland and like, I saw them like maybe two times before, like one at Riot Fest and one somewhere else. Oh, cool! And like they, uh, they, I guess they don't do encores, but the Agora was going nuts. And Eat Frank, oh, Black, no. he, he came out. He's like, All right, "We're gonna do one more. We don't, we don't normally do this. Thank you guys." What did they do? They they did it into the white. And as they are doing mm-hmm. that, they were tearing down the lights, and they just had this giant. Like the crew was even like, "We don't do this. We're out." Like. They were tearing down. Like, yeah, they had one bright light. You know, it was wild. Um, but which they, I'm actually thinking, of what what song is that? Into the Light. Which album is that off of? Um, is that the last one, Trump Lamont or something, or no, or is that a newer one? I might be getting the. Uh, it, or sorry, not Into the. I'm I'm mixing it up with X. It's um, is she weird? Is she white? Is oh right, 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 right. Off of Bossa Nova. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> that was the that was the last Pixies album I bought. Yeah. Bossa Nova. Yeah. Yeah, the last few have been good, but they're like they're different. They're different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so like there's a couple times with the guitar on this record, I'm like that's very a uh, uh, Pixies X like approach to like just melody. I'm like that's so rad. So that's cool that that's that's one of the influences. Um, yeah, there's definitely an influence there. I, I like Joey. Yeah, yeah, he's got. It's <laughs> just going from like melodic to like. <laughs> yeah. Definitely very distinctive. That there was that um, that has has nothing to do with Joey, but I wish there was a documentary way back called "It Might Get Loud." It had Jimmy Page, Jack White, and The Edge yeah, from YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I always wish that Joey was in there too. You that would have been maybe a little. Yeah. I'm not the biggest U2 fan, so maybe a little more interesting than The Edge. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I I would say so as well. Was yeah, a, the edge is like a lot different because he uses effects, you know. A lot of them. Whereas too. Jack, Jack and Jack and Jimmy are very similar, you know. Yeah, yeah. Jack like Jack's like making a guitar out of a, bob, a piece of wood and string at the beginning of that, you know. <laughs> like yeah, that's like I love Jack White. He's great. We, yeah. we 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 opened up for for uh the White Stripes before they broke. Yeah. And uh at, at the uh 
what's the place in LA? I always forget the Troubadour. name. Troubadour. Troubadour. At the Troubadour. That's sick. Yeah, it was right before they broke because there was already like Bush was there. The band Bush was there to see <laughs> the White Stripes. And this is before they were on MTV and all that. Yeah. You know the 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 stuff. We were big fans though, so we had been listening to them in the van. Did you get to and, kick, uh, just, kick it with them? No, I mean, other members of the band did. I'm not, I'm not one to like usually, you know, hey, I mean, if I like somebody like a band, I don't usually approach them. You know, I'm just kind of not, don't meet your heroes, not my DNA. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, it's, yeah, I get that because like there's that thing you're like, this influenced me so much and I get so much enjoyment out of what you do. And if I meet you and you're like, yeah, like, oh, now everything's a lie and a bummer, (laughs) you know? Yeah, there's a fine line, especially with it's interesting with like shows and stuff. People don't want to people don't want to be bothered like uh, with, with the John Doe. Like he was super he was super cool. And but they were like all covety. And you know, what I mean, so now there's that whole thing, too, where they're like, yeah, we're going to go hang out here. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I was like, cool. Right. But yeah. I got it. You know, what I mean, because they were they're yeah. masked up and trying to trying to be man. Healthy. I wish this COVID thing would go away, but I know it's not. It's Same. just like it's such a bummer. You know, it's like, I mean, I miss my, we, we miss our friends, you know, we can't, I mean, it just sucks. Yeah. I mean, cause it's really, I mean, it's still strong, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like another wave going on. It's, no, definitely. You know, like, sorry. The press isn't talking about it a lot, but because everyone's just kind of sick of it. But I mean, I see on Facebook and I see friends all over the place getting it, you know? Right. And like, it's not as bad, but. Yeah, which is yeah, good. We, we don't know good. that, though. We have some friends with long COVID and, you know, saying that even if you get mild COVID, it's like yeah, affecting true. your immune yeah. system for the rest of your life. So, right. Have you had it yet? Yeah, I've got it. You did? Yeah, oh, yeah. No. It was it was it, it was, was pretty gnarly. It just it came out of nowhere. It was like, Doom, by the way, what? Oh, knocked out. Was it pre-vaccine? Uh, yeah, it was like I was scheduled to get oh. I was scheduled to get the, yeah. the shot. And then like, uh, um, got it. It was like, okay, I'll go on Tuesday. And I got hit with it on Monday. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, no. Like, well, you I okay? Wait. Oh, How yeah, bad yeah. was it? It was, yeah. it, not going to what it was just like, um, it was just like being super, super sick and just, you, the whole the whole thing, you couldn't smell, you couldn't taste. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. I, it, it did pass. And like, everyone around my family and everyone got it. And it was it was pretty brutal. Oh, no. And like, Sorry. Uh, wow. But, it, it, you know, I don't know. So I... I got the vax after it, <laughs> and like, um, and so far so good. Knock on, yeah. on wood to keep yeah. dodging, because working in a school, it's like we had we did yeah. the mid shutdown, you know, and like, yeah, uh, it, it's just you never know, you never know. You just adjust as you as it happens. But you're right, yeah. There there is a lot going on, and not a lot of people like talking about it, and probably just from the fatigue of of it because it's you know it's nonstop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you're lucky you haven't gotten again from working with so many kids. I mean, that's <laughs> knock on wood. I mean, yeah, <laughs> going, yeah, knock on lots of wood. But um, but for the most part, it's fine. They, you know, we wear masks and do the bit and like, um. So I don't. You I know. saw. Change the subject a little. Yeah. I saw you rocking a twelve-string guitar on something uh-huh. online. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's a. I love. Sorry. I'm just a big. I don't own it, or we don't own a twelve-string guitar. But I, I just like one of my dreams is to have a twelve-string acoustic guitar. 
And I was like, saw you rock, and I was like, damn, I wish I had one of them. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate. I really appreciate you guys looking into into the show a little bit and what I do. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Of Most people are like, hi guy, and I'm like, hi friends. <laughs> like, hopefully. <laughs> but like, no, um, no, we'd like to research, and I've never been to Cleveland, so yeah, yeah. need to come visit I, we'll you sometime. Set up a show, and we'll make it happen. <laughs> What's the clubs in Cleveland? Um, the Grog Shop. Wait, Grog was that Cleveland? Good. Yeah, it's Grog's. Cleveland. Okay, that's a little little club. Uh, that, that, a lot of bands go through the Grog, right? Yeah, Grog, the Beachland. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else would be. The Coda's a good one. The Winchester, as far as like clubs that are still. Yeah, Winchester. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool one. I've only played there a couple times, so. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go there too. Let's go to Cleveland. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right. That's our ticket. We go to all the heart of rock and roll cities. <laughs> That's all. But now that, that'd be cool if you got. On a side note, if you're ever interested in doing stuff, drop me a line. I'll help you put together oh, a for bill sure, or something. Yeah. Um, but I kind of wanted to, to dive into like, as far as like being like kind of both composed minds, like a composer, can like composer mindset. I want to find the right way to say that. Composed mind sounds a little. That sounds like a book. <laughs> that sounds like a book of like healthy habits or something. Um, yeah, love it. But but like, uh, do you guys have a songwriting practice that you do for yourself or a creative practice you do just like to keep yourself in that mode? We're kind of always in that mode. Yeah. I mean, we're always jotting down lyric ideas or singing back and forth. You know, just improving about you know the dishes or whatever. You know. And we also, so, I mean, we make it a habit to always record ideas you know yeah you have an idea always always record it you know it makes it makes for a big mess but you know at least you you know can refer back to you it. can refer back to it yeah for sure um i've you know doing that forever so that's you know that's barb always says alan has hard drives and hard drives of of ideas and i do but it's not it you know so it's, it's a it's a blessing and a curse because there's, you know, you have to sift through all that stuff to, you know, to find the bit, to find the gem, you know. Yeah, but that's it's super because it's such a fleeting moment. If anything, like with yeah. like with like recording or writing, it's like finding the the beauty and the absurd that is yeah. momentary and like, uh, and even if it's referring on it after past after it's past, it's like. But that's a certain perspective that only comes through sifting through all this. Like I was on to something here, or, or just even yeah. seeing images and being like, "That's really profound." Like, and, I, it's... and I think I think I think when we met, I was doing a lot of scoring. I've been scoring some, you know, like little projects here and there, and I was way into like the the the, the sample libraries and stuff, and I still am, for that matter. But I did a lot of writing, just instrumental writing before we started double b mm-hmm. there's a lot a lot there as well um cinematic stuff you know which uh i do have a website that has some examples of that yeah you have some you need to update yeah Just yeah i need to update my, my my score stuff well that's also got to be a really interesting because like that's a whole subsection within the like, yeah the, the outlet of music that like you know, it's the band thing's kind of not too far because it involves the public from the public, so it's a little easier to understand. Like, you put out the record, you play here, and you do a bunch of that through the states, and then you listen to it here. But so there's a clear like 
you put you put together the product, you put together the song, and you put it out. Like it's, but when it comes to a composition, like how to pitch it to like someone who needs yeah. that, like yeah. it's like a, it seems yeah. like a whole it's, underground world. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, it it is. I guess. I mean, I'm not really a part of it. I don't feel like, but I would like to be. You know. I have no clue um, on how it yeah. is, but I would imagine you guys get more more leeway in explaining that. Like, so is it kind of like just composing pieces and like pitching them to people that are looking for things? Like when well, we this... have a music publisher. Oh, okay. who... oh yeah, you're talking about like, yeah. like out for us, placement, like Beyond placements. Blue. We got Last Castaway is one of our songs in the Beyond Blue um, video game. Oh, cool! And that's a couple of years ago, and so yeah, our publisher really is yeah great. They look out for us and let us know when there's possible opportunities for us to throw our hat in the yeah. ring. And we're kind of waiting to hear back about something right now that we have our fingers crossed about because, yeah, placements are definitely one of the best ways to get the word out and make money <laughs> and make a yeah. living. Yeah, that's yeah, got like uh, music's hard enough. Like, to, that's why I'm jumping into it with kids. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's hard just to do the, the outlet. So there's like, like, but it's cool with, with like, with like putting it into into like film and like I, I can't think of the right word for uh uh when you put it into a film ah what's it the music scoring becomes, not placement. scoring placement film score? Ah, soundtrack soundtrack mm. uh when uh, like when, uh, it'll come back to me it'll come back to me but basically all of that you know it's a whole nother revenue of like being able to make money with music and not have to show up and set up and play and like keep everything oh yeah going. for sure yeah because we we mm-hmm. we we are just now starting to think about playing live i mean yeah literally we've never played live the two of us yeah to, uh, no, yeah so been a studio band prior to now but we recruited a couple of members a few months ago and have been practicing okay. when we can but it's the heat's been pretty the heat bad. has like yeah kind of called it off and just you know schedule conflicts and then just you know being uncertain about the willingness of us to be out there and play right now anyway right. so we're shooting for fall and we'll just see how things are looking COVID and stuff yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be a good, so like, because of how, like, just orchestrated and how many different things you guys have going on in the record, which, like, like I don't know. I think the record should be very, there should be a lot going on. It should seem like every attention to detail was, was a, a noted for and, like, like, live it should seem a little bit more realistic, you know? I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it, and it will be, you know? Um I mean, when when the men's, you know, were happening, we we also, you know, we had a lot of strings and, and orche- orchestral things going on, um, but we were only a five piece. Um, so we would, you know, we have backing tracks and stuff like that with some of the string parts and brass parts uh, that we couldn't pull off, you know, and then we'll try to, you know, some of the parts we'll try, try to actually pull off on a keyboard or on the cello. I play a little cello, so um, yeah. It should be fun once we once we once we get to that point, the double V. <laughs> what? Oh, that's one one thing I wanted to ask about. So when I hear double V, <laughs> right, I think of a. It makes me think of the letter W, but it right, really looks right. like two V's. Is that why you want right, to right, double right. V? Is that it? Like, oh, just best and best double V. Just oh, kind of a that makes sense. Cute thing it. that. It was originally just going to be like a production company name. And then when we kind of evolved into let's go ahead and be a band. At the time, there weren't so many other double V entities out there. Except for yeah, there's Empire a few Child. more now. <laughs> <laughs> but we're the only one lowercase d, big V. So that's how we 
Got differentiate it. ourselves or try to. Yeah. Well, that makes that's a lot of trouble too. Uh, having it lowercase d. Yeah, especially <laughs> a lot of right. people don't get it right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's <laughs> it's it's the worst that that little thing matters so much. You know what I mean? Because like you're saying, most yeah. people are like, "Well, yeah. I capitalized the title." Um, yeah. and like, because there's, there's only so many names in the world for everything. Like it just, even yeah. when you look at the meaning of a symbol, one symbol can have nine different meanings from yeah. a bunch of different cultures. Like mm -hmm. you're supposed to come up with something completely original to be a thing. Like there's always going to be underscore. Some, yeah. Or something. <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be someone that's, especially now in the age where everyone's putting their stuff on the internet. Some, yeah. someone's like, my name is. Va Vince v Vaughn and like I don't know like <laughs> double V dog double V like yeah yeah, yeah. someone's someone somewhere is had you know what I mean like but yeah. uh, it, it's interesting like so it it puts that importance on the little things like that like the lowercase d like with my band it's lower it's C dash level so I always have to put the dash because people like to write S E A and I'm like that's a band with someone from the Almond Brothers <laughs> that's not us. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you can relate. Yeah, yeah. no, no yeah. matter what your band name is, it's like I've always said, like it's what you know. It's you know, there's great bands with the horrible band names. I'm not yeah. gonna name yeah. you know, these bands, but I mean, it's like it's just a name, you yeah. know. Yeah, and yeah. people will associate the music if they like the music, and they'll just get over the name, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> yeah. But with anything, like if it's if you're doing if what you're doing is good, eventually it will get caught on to. Yeah. yeah. And like I think with this newest record, it's really, really good. And I think like it's okay. kind of the best of like what the Mints was building up to and like what you guys offer together as a group and a team. And like um, so with that, so the plan is to do some live stuff coming out. Like, do you guys have any like I guess with going into radio? What like music skills panned into making that job easy, like timing and like cadence? Did they you find like skills like that, like helped present convey yourself through the radio, or did those skills through like being on radio help with music? Probably a little bit of both ways. Yeah. I mean, I originally I never wanted to actually be on the radio yeah. I just wanted to own a station you know and make the playlists <laughs> yeah. and that kind of thing and then it ended up that for the first few years I was doing morning newscasts and that kind of thing and then <clears throat> developing the show but yeah as far as cadence and and whatever I mean I don't know it just kind of comes naturally I guess okay interesting you can oh, tell by the way she speaks yeah yeah no definitely um <laughs> But, the, you know, what I mean, like, because, like, there, I'd imagine there's an element of timing within certain things and being on, on point when things are about the cue in and when you have to drop things and when to cut into that. I'd imagine the elements of music kind of help with that. But I don't know. If you, got, if you grew up with it, it's just everything, you know. <laughs> but anyway, right, yeah. But anyway, I, guys, I really appreciate you taking your time and helping me get through this, this mess of a Zoom um, to make this oh, happen. You're great. And, um, we. I'm, Sorry, yeah, that's what I was gonna say, and I look forward to uh, with it sucks with Zoom. I have, I feel like I have to stop immediately because like there's already these weird timing things. Um. Right. <laughs> no, we really appreciate your interest and yeah, and you're sure. awesome, and that's we just think you're a really really great guy, and can't wait to actually meet you. Likewise, likewise. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate I appreciate the kind words. <laughs>